The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the third chapter. Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you all from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, as we have been hearing throughout the service, we are celebrating the day that our Lord was baptized in the Jordan by his cousin John. And as Matthew described it, Jesus came up from the water, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And the voice of his Father in heaven declared, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. This is also a day when we call to mind the blessing of our own baptism. I know that I was baptized on March 13, 1955 at East Norway Lake Lutheran Church in rural New London, Minnesota, when I was exactly one month old. And another girl named Mary, who is still a friend of mine, was baptized at the same time. My godparents were Uncle Benny and Aunt Ellen, and my eldest siblings, John and Jackie. Some of you may have been baptized later in life so that you remember your baptism day, and for others of us, we were probably told about it by family. And it is so fitting that this is also the start of Confirmation Week at St. Philip the Deacon. Confirmation is also called Affirmation of Baptism. And we do invite you to keep our 52 ninth graders who will be confirmed next Sunday, in, or Saturday, in your loving prayers. Now, who remembers your confirmation day? Okay. I hope it was a special time for you as it was for me. We had instruction on Saturday mornings, every Saturday morning, from 8 until 10, for two years, year-round. And we received Holy Communion for the first time on our Confirmation Day. Did anyone else receive Communion for the first time on your Confirmation Day? Yeah, okay. Well, my mom told me that on the day of her Confirmation, all the Confirmands stood up in front of the church and the pastor quizzed them in front of the congregation on anything in Luther's small catechism. And then when he was done, anyone in the congregation could ask them a question too. Who went through that when you were confirmed? And you turned out real good, didn't you? <laughs> uh, but confirmands, rest assured, we will not be doing that. Our process is a little gentler here, and it's all about grace. The next thing that will happen for them is that midweek we'll have a special uh, celebration of passage for them. 
and then on Saturday they will confirm their faith and we will lay hands on them and pray for the stirring up of the Holy Spirit in their lives just as we did when they were baptized. It's a very beautiful time. In fact, this is a special week for a lot of people in this family of God who have supported the church and who have cared for these young people and pointed them to the love of Jesus throughout the years. So really, it is a special time for all of us as a congregation, starting with the parents and godparents who brought them to the font to be baptized when Jesus claimed them as his own beloved ones, and we all welcomed them into the fellowship of the church, and the nursery staff and volunteers who cared for them when they were very little, and the prayer partners who prayed for them at three years old when they entered church school, and all of their Faith Creek teachers and staff through fifth grade who helped them experience the love of God through everything from Bible stories to camping, and their confirmation staff and guides beginning in sixth grade who have loved them, prayed for them, shepherded them, and learned with them. The students went on retreats, they did service projects, they ate a lot of pizza, they studied Bible stories, some sang in the choir, and all had small group and fellowship together. And then in ninth grade, it changes a little bit. During this fall of ninth grade, they reflect on and then they write their faith story. And all of that leads us to this week and their upcoming Confirmation Day, a very important step in their walk of faith. But it doesn't stop there. The walk will continue as they are invited into senior high ministry where they grow and deepen with more learning and serving, more adventures and worship and relationships. All along, they have been upheld and loved by this family that is the church, by all of us. This is what the family of God does. We pray for and we care for each other through life's milestones and joys and sorrows. We remind each other of Emmanuel, God who is with us. Have you noticed how often the Savior's love comes to you through other people? I certainly experienced God's love coming to me through others in November when I was quite ill and in the hospital. I'm fine and I'm well now, but at that time, I will honestly tell you that I was not having prayerful conversations with my Savior. I was mostly sleeping and enduring while others took care of me. When I got back home, I became aware that when I had nothing, I was being upheld by the prayers and the love and the support of my church and my family. It means the world to me to be cared for in this way, and I thank you. So here we are at this important day in the church year, the baptism of our Lord. It is a declaration of who Jesus really is when the Spirit descends on him, and God says to him, this is my son, the beloved with whom I am well pleased. From this identity as God's beloved, Jesus' public ministry of sacrificial love begins. This reading also points us to something so important about us as Jesus' family, as his church. As we read through the Bible, 
we hear God speaking this message of belovedness and belonging not only to Jesus, but to all of us, expressed in many different ways, many different verses. Henry Nouwen, in his book, Life of the Beloved, compiled a list of beautiful scripture readings, which are God's voice and message of love for us. As I read them to you, I invite you to just settle in and receive them into your heart and your mind. You may close your eyes if you wish and listen. God says to you today in the words of the scriptures, I have called you by name from the very beginning. You are mine and I am yours. You are my beloved, on you my favor rests. I have molded you in the depths of the earth and knitted you together in your mother's womb. I have written you in the palm of my hand and hidden you in the shadow of my embrace. I look at you with infinite tenderness. I have counted every hair on your head and guided you at every step. Wherever you go, I go with you, and wherever you rest, I keep watch. I will give you food that will satisfy all your hunger and drink that will quench all your thirst. I will not hide my face from you. You know me as your own, and I know you as my own. You belong to me. Wherever you are, I will be. Nothing will ever separate us. We are one. My friends, may we hear this voice of God that calls us beloved. And may it be a solid base for all we are called to be and do in this world, including bringing our little ones to the font and to their day of confirmation. In the name of Jesus, amen.